for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. I'm a, I'm a product of a recent breakup, so I've lost everything in my home. The only thing I have is like I have a I have a John Wayne Gacy painting, mm-hmm. and I have a bed. Yeah, she didn't take the painting though. Isn't that strange? She didn't want to be reminded of you. No. Uh, let's see here. So should we just kick off the show? Let's kick it off. All right. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is the last podcast on the left interview series. Yeah. The beginning of hopefully more interviews to come. Uh, obviously, Marcus is here. Henry is here. I am Ben. And uh, today we're going to be interviewing Lawrence R. Harvey, the star of Human Centipede 2 oh. and the most re- recent uh, star of Human Centipede 3. Yes! Yes. <laughs> yes! Awesome. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> you understand, as another, as another like short, fat actor, you are uh, a inspiration um (laughs) yes it's what yeah i want to be you man henry has modeled his career and diet after you one modern day peter laurie you know yeah (laughs) man you are really similar to peter laurie that's really cool um that's all again thank you for so much for for joining us today My, my, my question is all right so first question i had um is the the story that I had heard about your audition for Human Centipede? Is that a very is that for Human Centipede two that you you had to rape a chair? Uh, no, it's, I chose to rape a chair. <laughs> oh, aggressive choices! I like it. Uh, well, you know, you know, it's, uh, Tom uh, wants me to play certain scenes, uh, and uh, they were getting more and more extreme. And then he said, uh, "Show us how you would." do the rape scene and uh, or would you like to attempt the rape scene and I said yep yeah, sure why not and then because uh, I come from a performance art background in which we often use kind of inanimate objects as kind of stand-ins for people right um, I just flipped this chair over it's about the right height uh, <laughs> and it's not as embarrassing as thrusting into thin air so uh, so yeah I went for it that's <laughs> awesome it's a lucky chair you know, so, a lot of chairs just wake up and they're like, well, I'm going to work today and hopefully somebody has sex with me. And this chair had its dream come true, which is amazing. That's how I start every day. Yeah, absolutely. So you have a, uh, a um, performance arts background. Did you ever expect to become um, such an iconic character in this niche market about uh, ass to mouth horror movies? 
<laughs> well, honestly, because we talked about after Human Centipede 2, is, is that, like, you became an immediate sort of horror, like, it's, it's an immediate horror character you can recognize. Yeah. Uh, Martin yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, I, you know, I always, um, uh, I kind of thought I'd be more uh, in kind of art, uh, more artsy kind of productions, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I took on the Human Centipede too because I liked I liked Tom when I met him and and he had a range of different uh, references, including some art house references like Saulo and so on. And um, so, you know, I, I do think that The Human Centipede 2 is in a kind of, art, you know, it's an artsy film. It, you know, it, it's like, um, but, it, you know, in a more kind of undergroundy way, like uh, like Eraserhead or Thundercrack or something like that, you know. So it's... Um, we so talked yeah. about it. When I first saw it, the first thing that popped into my head was that it is uh, a commentary on horror movies in general. That yeah. people, they think this idea that, that people that watch <clears throat> horror... Um, are are maniacs, right. and that they they watch it, and that they they'll as soon as they see somebody get killed on screen, they're going to go kill somebody out in r real life, and oh, this, I, and it's a it, it seems like a, a satire of that. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly attacks that kind of cause and effect argument. I think, it, it, and I think the the grossness of Human Centipede Two is a, a way to kind of um, show how ridiculous that idea is. I think. Right. Uh, my other, I had another question. Okay, so. You started doing perform performing arts, so, so you were a theater person. The performance arts, so you were. I, a I come from a fine art background. That's amazing. So, how did you decide to jump from doing theater to, to film? From Was it just art to film? Well, explain <laughs> to me. What, what's the difference then? Well, I, I, I started out as a painter. Okay. And then was kind of influenced by people like Spalding Gray and uh, Laurie Anderson and so on, and then started doing kind of art. Um, performances in galleries and so on uh, and then artists that I was working with started doing characters for children's TV so then I got into children's TV Perfect. Uh, in the mid 90s uh, just after I left college and then um, from there I then got an agent and then I started doing theatre and short films and then like, you know, a decade later I doing the human centipede too <laughs> right yeah yeah exactly i understand i feel like that's what that is what's happened to my career as well at one point i was doing uh i did a couple of commercials just because i have big tits like on my body yeah. <laughs> i was like i walk into a room and the idea is that my body was painted and then i lift my tits but there's a hole underneath the tits and so when i walked in and i had the biggest tits in the room i right. felt like a pretty lady for the first time <laughs> it's just it must be nice lawrence to get interviewed by somebody who uh you know, who has a more controversial career than your own, <laughs> which is really nice. Um, that's incredible. So Martin was such an iconic character. The way that you were able to, uh, the way you pulled off the kills, you just remembered the look, the image. What were you thinking going into that character to make him stand out and make um, him so memorable? In the way that, like, you know, Jason, when you see somebody, when you see Jason walking, you know it's Jason, Michael Myers, you really put yourself in that level of, uh, of, um, of, of the you you transform physically into a very horrific character. Yeah, well, I, I mean, um, because of the casting, uh, Tom had said you know, he didn't want Martin to talk very much. Um, I, I ended up not talking, and then uh, Tom reworked the script so there was no dialogue in it, and so 
I started approaching Martin as trying to have a weight to him and then a kind of in, in order to, to have this like little guy uh, um, kill these people you have to kind of make him some, somehow threatening and, and a, a presence so therefore I, I used a lot of stillness and I, I was thinking about Martin as a kind of this Im, immovable force or mm-hmm. You know, so he, you know, he's the, he's the Terminator in his own way, <laughs> a chubby little Terminator. Uh, there's no stopping him. He's, he's once he's got an idea in his head, he's gonna go for it. You know. Right, right. Um, are you happy now doing as? Because I'm sure that Human Centipede now has opened these doors to all these other horror films that you're doing now. Like, mm-hmm. a, like, a, like looking at your list, it seems you know because you you also worked on a, a film that'll be coming out at some point probably in 2016, Frankenstein created bikers made for the ma- uh, makers of dear God. No, which was awesome. Um, yeah. but are you, uh, are you happy now being in the genre? Like, cause like, once horror gets you, it's like they keep you. Yeah. Well, you, you know, I'm happy. Well, the, you know, the genre has always been one of my favorites anyway. So, uh, I kind of grew up with it and, and so on. So it's, I'm happy with that. Um, but I, I'd like to do stuff outside of the genre as well. Yeah. Um, you know, the first film I did after Human Said to Be 2 was a documentary about the artist Stuart Sherman mm. uh, called Spectacle. Uh, I mean, it's uh, my friend Robin Deacon directed the documentary. Um, and then, yeah, the rest of it has just been based on who's interesting to work with uh, that I've met. And, and you know, luckily, it's, I've been asked to do some. Uh, Great films by people that are, I find interesting, like Astron Six, like the Dear God No guys. You know, um, you know. I mean, you know, even though Dear God No is is like a, a bullets and boobs and and gore kind of uh, thing, uh, the guys that really care about film and care about um, film culture and James yeah. uh, is just such a a, a brilliant. Uh, yeah, you, know, you can talk to him about any aspect of film. He's a big Bergman fan, and he's a big uh, sex sinner of the seventies fan. You know, so. But I feel like if it, you are a, a range, yeah, if you're a fan of Grindhouse, because that's what Dear God No is. Dear God No is just a perfectly made homage to Grindhouse films. Yeah. Um, and they they all kind of have to have a background in understanding a lot of different type of film because it's it's all referential. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my oh, I, I this, is, this is another sort of question. All right, on, on set. Yeah. For something like Human Centipede 2. Yeah. Or how, how like even also like in the sequence in Human Centipede 3 when they're all outside, you know, when it's finally revealed and they're all out there. Yeah. What is the, what is the temperament on set? Like, is it tense or is it like or are they well taken care of? Like the people in the centipede or, you know, like, like, how are they taken care of? Like, what, what is it like? Being with a bunch of people who are asked to mouth for hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, um, Tom tries to keep things light on set anyway, uh, so he's always kind of, um, you know, he he's not intense. He's light and chatty and and tries to keep things fun. And also, the people in the centipede are in are only in the centipede for as long as necessary. Uh, as soon as we can get them out, they're out. You know. So if the shot only shows a certain section of the centipede, it's only that section that's going to be in there. Um, okay, yeah, um, he's not like, the entire sequence must be there! Right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, 
That's amazing. You should so- not suffer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking about that. It was yeah. just like, because, uh, and, and then Human Centipede 3, of course, the chain is, it's 500 long? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's quite impressive when you see it in the big wide shot, which I get that's yeah. the uh, the goal. And I was just thinking about it. It's like, man, I just need just a, being a big man, just strapped to the ass of another big man for like six <laughs> hours. I yeah. just be like, but enough about your sexual fantasy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was rock hard well, the I'm entire just, time. I don't know how you were able to be on set and not get fully aroused, Lawrence. That is some hot <laughs> stuff. There's no doubt about that. That's amazing. How was it working with Brie Olson? She was a porn star there. She was. We, it's, we had that sad <laughs> thing where you both were like, "I know that woman." I, what, what yeah, they were like, "No, we don't know her." Um, <laughs> I, I, I was unaware of her. Uh, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was the only one on set that didn't know she was a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all because they're all like, well, um, um, "Miss Olson." Else is a bit sweaty and a bit. Uh, a bit too attentive. <laughs> uh, but in part three, you played a different character. And, you know, as Martin didn't speak in part three, uh, your character spoke quite often. Would you like to bring Martin back in a in a, um, in a future movie? Um, well, I, I really enjoyed playing Martin. And if if Tom had the idea to do something with, with Martin, further with Martin, I, I'd be up for it. But uh, I, I think Tom's... Uh, now he's found... Now he's got his centipede of centipede films... I think that's going to be it for uh, for now. So uh, yeah, it's not one of those winky right. winky. We're at the end of this type thing. Like oh, and then all of a sudden yeah. we're going to get a human centipede four with Martin like- takes Manhattan. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things that I love about your uh, your uh, performance in Human Centipede Two is that you look like you're having so much fun. <laughs> the whole- <laughs> specifically when uh, when all when the laxatives work. And because yes. yes. <laughs> you're saying, yeah, it, it looks like you're directing a symphony when yes. everybody starts shitting. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I, I was kind of stood there and doing this, and then Tom says, "Right, blow a raspberry." It's like what? <laughs> blow a raspberry? And it's like, oh, right, okay. Here I am. I've trod on the stage of the National Theatre. <laughs> I've performed in galleries throughout uh, and, and festivals throughout Europe and America. Now I'm here blowing raspberries to shitting people. <laughs> but, but the scene works. So so yeah, I'll, you know. It really does. I remember being truly because we watched it and we did we we our review of it. What we did to review it was just watch it and it was just us going like, oh. oh. <laughs> Yeah, and Ben's roommate actually yells like, "It sounds like y'all are fucking out there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah he doesn't know what sex sounds like. That should never sound like people watching Human Centipede too. I'll tell you that you're doing something wrong if your sex sounds like that. What's the poop made of? <laughs> There's so much poop in these movies. There must be a big poop budget. Um, on two, uh, because we had this uh, girl who was a vegan who only ate. Dried food, not cooked food. Really? <laughs> is she a Pomeranian? <laughs> That's a dog, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, she, so she, she made this kind of concoction of like hazelnut spread and. Oh lord. And, uh, it was various kind of nuts and chocolates. And, mm. uh, oh, kind of sounds very good actually. It was, it was, yeah, it was good. 
Yeah, because I, I was... Everyone kept eating it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so actors were getting in trouble for digging into the poop? Yeah, where's the poop? We need to make more poop. <laughs> what would you guys... But So again, like on set, would you say like the feces? Were they trying to be nice or was it just being like, uh, we need more shit? No, Actually, shit. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, when when uh, the laxative works and it goes through the last uh, girl, the actress uh, Emma... Uh, I can't. Oh man! Well, it really goes through the last act, actress Emma. The special effects guy have have this kind of cannon uh, <laughs> effect. So it had this cannon next to her, like underneath her, and it goes splat against the wall. Yeah, and that was the shit cannon. Uh, the, so everything was called the shit something. That's great. <laughs> where's the t- where's this tub of shit? Where's the shit spoon? Where's the <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at some point you must get fairly desensitized yeah. to the uh, to the work that you're doing, and everything just becomes normal. The shit cannon and all those things. Yeah, well, you know, also we had a great DOP who, um, whenever I was before the camera, he'd also he'd always say, "Put a little bit more shit round his mouth, please." <laughs> <laughs> just very super polite. And like, I'm sorry, but if you can have just a bit about his lips, that'd be great. Um, oh, um. If you could eat somebody's shit, <laughs> whose yeah. shit would you eat? This has been Henry's big question that he's been sitting on. I'm surprised you waited this long to ask it, Henry. Uh, um. <laughs> who's your idol? This is my teen beat. This is my teen beat question for you. If you could eat someone's shit, who would it be? Oh, uh, uh, Only if they shit. I'd eat my girlfriend's shit if she... <laughs> Shat golden nuggets. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's a, that's, that's a perfect really answer. That's really beautiful. And she's just off camera. She's like, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, how was working with Dieter Laser? And and see, and he got he gets quite dramatic in, in yes. Human the, Centipede 3. What was happening yeah, in Human Centipede that. 3? What was his direction for his character? Uh, bigger. Yeah. Oh, you could tell that. It was definitely bigger. That was it. Um... Well, you know, Tom, um, you know, as he did with me during part two, Tom worked out a lot of the character with Dieter before uh, we arrived on set kind of thing. So Dieter had this all kind of worked out, which um, like every every single scene or how he was going to perform every scene. Uh, and, and it was basically like this force of nature going through. <laughs> yes, I can like because I've I've been in things like that where you watch them and I was just like, I was like they are all just getting out of Dieter's way. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Here comes Dieter. I was just like as he's walking, I was like, all right, here he comes. But it, it, you know, as you go through the scenes, you see that it's like a tag. Is you know we're like a tag team. Uh, every everybody's uh, everybody's acting styles against Dieter's is. One person comes in, you know, Eric Roberts versus Dieter, then yeah. Robert Sardo yeah. versus Dieter, then me versus Dieter. <laughs> Honestly, so. you come out great in that movie. Like a really good, like a, in terms of like, I'd say, you know, we always get our fun looks when I have to be like, it's like he is the emotional center of Human Centipede 3. You know, he's just like, it's very, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. It was a uh, yeah. Three was a very 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 fun movie for sure. Different. A lot of this a is lot the of problem. I'm a lot single. Of castration. <laughs> a lot of castration in part Castrate three. Castrate them. <laughs> yeah. If you only see one laugh along film about castrate male castration, then uh, 
this year, go see Humans Had to Be Three. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tag. My qu- also, um, that was pretty funny. I will tell you though, I could have done with another scene of him cutting somebody's balls off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were cheering pretty hard when he cut that man's balls off. <laughs> that was pretty good, but that's what we're looking for. This right. is a, we're well, your audience. It was such a great, gross close-up as well. You know, it's so <laughs> funny. It was perfect. And then, of course, at uh, what were the? Um, there's a super. There's a, there's a there's an edible uh, thing in uh, Human Centipede Three that I believe it's supposed to be female clitorises, and yeah, th- this is supposed to. What? Dried pickled clitorises. <laughs> <laughs> what were the clitorises? Yeah, what were they made of? Clitorises. They were, they were they were shipped in from Africa. It's what uh, <laughs> tribal leaders eat. It's what's left from female genital mutilation. That's great. So. Yes, you guys. That's great. Uh, you know what? I like to see that. It's the realism. I think that's really mm. important. People fake shit nowadays, and that makes yeah. me really upset. Yeah. I was reading. Uh, uh, I'm from Wisconsin, and I was reading in, uh, in an interview. Thank you so much. <laughs> I got out. Thank you so much. But I read that you don't like cheese. Red what? That you don't like to eat cheese. No, I hate it. This is very controversial. <laughs> what, you know, what, what, I'm, I'm upset over here. Literally, do we you were, have a question, or are you no, just berating? I, I'm not berating. I'm, what, what's wrong with cheese? <laughs> Well, it, you know, it's rancid milk. It's say, it smells like Satan's cock yogurt. It's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of, uh, it's horrible. It's evil. Evil. I've, I've been to America many times. They don't have cheese. They have that <laughs> bit of plastic that they chuck on top of burgers. That's that's not cheese. It's a country built on cheese. <laughs> no, France is a country built on cheese. Holland's a country built on cheese. America. Yeah. You are cutting deep. No, we're built on the blood of the people we found here. I'm oh, I see. Cutting cheese to you. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, this so what, has been awesome. Yeah. By the way, I just want to say, <coughs> what oh, yeah. uh, what projects do you uh, are you working on right now that you're really inspired by? Uh, I just about to shoot um, Redacted. It's, I mean, it's only a short, but it's with Tristan Risk again. Okay. He's uh, also in uh, Frankenstein Creative Bikers. Uh, she just, seems she's awesome. She's 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 great. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I loved her as uh, Beatrice in uh, American Murray. Um, we've just, this will be our fifth time working together. Yeah. Because um, we, we did a show called Call Girl. It was our first time together. And then ABC's The Death 2. Mm. And then uh, we both shot Ulla uh, Lamel's new film, The Bogeyman Reincarnation. It's a restarting of the, uh, the Bogeyman uh, franchise and how is uh, you know we have a uh, last podcast on the left here obviously we have some very very fun fans and some outgoing fans has there been any interesting experiences especially in the horror genre when you're a celebrity in this genre um, you meet some of uh, the more interesting people on emotionally Earth. disturbed people <laughs> is what we're trying to say uh, yeah well I, I have a pretty famous fan online who is just well a stalker basically yeah He's, yeah uh, uh, stalker in Australia. He's, uh, uh, yeah. Just if anybody's on Facebook or, or Twitter, they they know who he is. So I'm not going to give him any publicity. No, don't give him publicity. But you know, you can flip this guy to run your website or something. That's kind of the idea. That's what <laughs> yeah. you have to do to get. That's what you, you have to employ these people. 
Yeah, but he'll it, just make it all about his sexual fantasies of eating my Snickers. Oh, <laughs> I see. He, oh. Feeding me KFC on a, on a bed at, at night or something. Right. So you've got your own Martin. He is very much a Martin, yeah. Life I, imitates I, I thought art, Martin right? was just a, an imaginary figure, and then, you know, uh, yeah, one turns up. For real. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's a lot when you when we research this stuff all the time. It's like these all of these characters are real. It's like you know, just <clears throat> serial killers alone. You know what I mean? You forget that they're walking around. And at one point, Richard Ramirez was just a guy who was like a regular at a convenience store. Um, who are do you do you enjoy uh, researching any true crime or serial killers like that? I would love to know if you have a um, a person that you're most interested in. I, you know, I, I don't really uh, research true crime things, but um, I, I, you know, there are certain cases that I, I find interesting, like the, the Fred uh, and Rose West case mm. in, in the UK, mm -hmm. and also the the Japanese cannibal who ate his girlfriend when he was hates his Dutch girlfriend at, when they were both studying at the Sorbonne. Mm -hmm. Yes, and, and then they did that Vice documentary on him, which was really excellent. <laughs> He's meant to be in, in jail, and then the, because his dad works for Mazda or one of the big Japanese car companies, he gets them transferred to Japan, and then he's supposed to be in a, an asylum, and then they release him, and now he's a celebrity, so... Wow, he's always oh, famous. But what doesn't show you love somebody? He wrote a cooking book. Yeah. He did? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And there's comic books and stuff based on his life, and then he did this thing where he was uh, having sex with a porn star for three days for this reality television show where a guy hangs out with a porn star for three days, and in the end, they told her who he was, and she started crying and stuff, and because it's like Japanese television, they're all like, oh, they just love it, and they think it's hilarious. <laughs> Different kind of humor. Different kind of Very humor. similar to ours. Yeah. I guess so. Um, all right. Well, I think. Is there any other questions, Henry? Uh, I, I'm. Do you, this is great. This. I. I really. Could, I like seeing the inside world of this because I know like. A lot of times people get like all weird about human centipede films, but I think they understand it's like they, they have references, and they are they are made by people that are not a bunch of maniacs. It's like it's it's artists at work that are trying something. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the first time I met Tom and, you know, seeing the references to Saulo and the 70s policiers in, in Human Centipede 1 mm -hmm. and just talking to him, he's, you know, he's so widely read and, and sort of knows a, a wide range of cinema. And, you know, the same with James uh, on uh, Frankenstein Creative Bikers. Uh, and, you know, these are interesting films made by people that are interesting and, and uh, committed to to making art, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, it may be gross, offensive, and uh, and, uh, and disgusting art, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's rock and hey, roll, man. Hey, that's it, fun. <laughs> exactly. I just, I'm just hungry for. Uh, that poop. Yeah, I just. Poop I'm gonna go Nutella get Nutella and almonds and all that. Yeah, I just want to get a big tube of Nutella and choke on it at the airport. Yeah, maybe you could get into that business. The uh, Martin sells poop sticks. Don't don't do that. That man. would be amazing. <laughs> Martin's poop sticks. Don't start <laughs> chilling it out, man. Stay stay huge. pure. It's just Nutella and nuts. Mm. Anyway, thank you so much for being here, Lawrence. We really appreciate it. An amazing work. Thanks for being uh, such an incredible actor and, and uh, willing to take the risks that you did in Human Centipede 2 and 3. Thank you. Thank you. You're definitely the modern-day Peter Laurie. That's, that's, yeah. that's right on the money. Um, 
Yeah, again, thank you, man. Hail Satan. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lord. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>